welcome to First Laughs, the show about starting out, standing up. I'm Jason Crane. This is episode one of the second season for February 22nd, 2016. If you like what you hear, you can support the show by starting your Amazon shopping at firstlaughs.com slash Amazon. Everything you buy helps the show at no additional cost to you. Thanks. If you listened last season, you heard me do my very first ever stand-up performances. I started as a stand-up comedian kind of by a fluke, at Wisecrackers, a comedy club in State College that has a short season. It's only open for a few months at the beginning of each year. So between last season's shows and this season, I didn't do any stand-up at all. I was essentially off for nine months. And I threw out all of the material from last season and wrote all new material for this season's shows. But the thing is, there's no place where I live to workshop anything. So that means the very first time I ever did any of these jokes was while getting paid on stage to host an evening of comedy. And that's what I do at Wisecrackers. There are other comedians who do long sets of comedy, the featured comedian and the headliner. And I'm the host, or MC. I go up at the beginning, I do several minutes, I go up in the middle, I do a couple more minutes, I introduce the comics, I wrap up at the end, and that usually involves a raffle or whatever uh, the fundraising organization that's there that night might have me do. That's the deal. It's, you know, it's the entry point. It's the, other than an open mic, it's kind of the very bottom floor of the comedy world. So for this season, as I said, I wrote all new material. And what you're going to hear right now is the very first time I told any of this season's jokes. One thing you'll hear is that unlike last season's stuff, I tried to talk a little bit more about Well, political stuff, for lack of a better word. Things I actually care about. For me, all the comics that I love, all the people that I grew up listening to, like Lenny Bruce and George Carlin and Bill Hicks and Richard Pryor, all those people talked about the society around them in a way that pointed out real issues and sometimes offered solutions. I tried to work some of that into my comedy for the MC slot at Wisecrackers, and I think with varying amounts of success, although as this season progresses, you'll hear other attempts to do that same thing, and sometimes it works better than others, and sometimes it has more improv than other times. But this is the very first attempt to tell all these jokes. So with no further ado, let's hear it, and then I'll come back on afterward and say a few words about how I think it went. Your MC tonight, he's a morning host on uh, the morning mixtape. 98.7, 98.7, The Freak Radio Show here locally. Please give a warm welcome for Jason Train. Jason! Hey. Thank you very much. That ended quickly. I wasn't even finished setting my piece of paper on the stool. Give it up for me. I might be good. Thank you. Jesus, have a little faith, people, for God's sake. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The scarf, this gentleman here said, nice scarf. That's my father right there. Give it up for my dad right here at the front table. It's cool that he could come. Uh, actually, it's not often we get famous people at Wisecrackers, but Michael McDonald is here tonight, right here at the front table. Give it up for Michael McDonald right here. It's great to see him. I love the Doobie Brothers a lot, and so it's really cool that he's out tonight. He's going to be singing for us in between sets later, which is great. I also saw, right when I came, there was a woman, and I thought it was, I thought it was this blonde woman here at this table in the front, but it wasn't. Uh, but there was a woman who got seated right in front, desperately ran up to the host and said, oh my God, can you please seat us further back? Because she knows what it's like to be at a comedy show and seated in the front. We use you as ammunition, generally. So, 
Uh, I'd like, I, it's great that Witt is here. Witt dressed up for the occasion tonight. He's got his formal flip-flops on, so give a round of applause to Witt. That's awesome. For those of you who aren't here for the fundraiser, this is um, for uh, 9U uh, Travel Baseball Team. That's what we're raising money for tonight, and we're very excited to have all you guys here. Uh, they travel to uh, places like the metropolis of Unionville, Pennsylvania, <laughs> home of seven or eight sets of full teeth, which is exciting. So. That's great. Um, so this year I am uh, I'm doing all new material uh, because last year all of my material was about being overweight and single. And as you can clearly see, I've fixed that problem quite handily. So, uh, but thank you. One person in the back, yes, who's clapping just out of pity. That's fine. Um, but I am dating someone, actually. You could clap there if you wanted. Thank you very much. I know. I'm as surprised as you are. Thank you. Um, I'm dating someone much, much younger, much younger than I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> Michael McDonald knows. He's on the road all year round. He knows what that's like. Um, it's cool. I mean, it's embarrassing getting her off the bus, but, um, but I really, I've always loved packing lunches and like cutting the crusts off and stuff, so that part is really cool. I really, I really dig that. Uh, my partner, they are much younger than I am. Um, when we, uh, we went home to visit my parents, they asked me, uh, will we get to sleep in the same room? And I said, well, I have two kids, so I'm fairly sure my folks know I'm sexually active at this point. <laughs> yes, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Um, you know, the thing about dating in State College is the fact that the median age here is about 13. <laughs> so that's really who there is to choose from, right? And if you don't have a van... <laughs> I mean, it ain't easy. My lollipop budget is ridiculous. I, uh, I use they to refer to my partner, actually, because my partner is, is gender fluid, um, you know, uh, not a defined gender. And so uh, sometimes people give my partner shit about wanting to be called they rather than he or she. And I think, like, a guy named Fetty Wap is a millionaire, right? I think we can figure out the pronouns for gender fluidity, and for the older people in the room, pretend I said Engelbert Humperdinck right there. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. The fact that that got more laughter is why I put that at the end of that joke right there. Because you know your audience when you're in central Pennsylvania. That's right. If I knew any country music, I would have put an old country person right there, but I can't think of anyone. They don't have weird names, anyway. Um, one thing about my partner that is uh, upsetting is they have incredibly cold hands. And I don't mean cold hands like, whoa. I mean cold hands like, holy shit. <laughs> like, when my partner gets in bed and, you know, will, like, cuddle up next to me, I'm fairly sure my heart stops. And I don't mean in a romantic way. I mean, like, actually stops. I, I keep a defibrillator next to my bed for just that, just that reason. It is fun dating someone uh, who's incredibly cold all the time, though, because uh, I get a lot more snuggles that way. Because one nice thing about being 60 pounds overweight is I generate heat like a nuclear reactor. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty popular in bed. Uh, look, we're gonna have an amazing time tonight. Uh, I'm gonna keep my time short to get you right into the comics that you uh, paid to come see. Uh, our first comedian, well, that kind of implies that I was not a comedian, but based on your laughter, I think that's probably fine. So our first comedian tonight uh, has an off-Broadway show uh, called Die Laughing. He's an extremely funny guy. Will you please put your hands together for Mr. Mark Overton. Let him hear it, Mark Overton. Okay, so there it was. 
Now, first of all, there were a bunch of improv elements in there. There was a guy who looked a lot like Michael McDonald in the front row, although I'm not sure how many people in the room knew who Michael McDonald was. One thing about doing comedy in Central PA is I make a lot of references that I just don't think anybody gets. I don't know if that's just a factor of doing comedy in Central PA, but it strikes me that there are things I talk about that have no resonance at all in the rooms that I'm in that resonate with other people I know in other places when I kind of test them out. I mean, there's always the argument about, you know, you're funnier in front of your friends or whatever, but I don't mean when I go to clubs and places packed with my friends and do these jokes, but I mean when we talk about these things, there are other topics that that feel like we all share, and then when I stand up in front of these audiences, I often feel like I don't share very much at all with the people in the room. I did, you'll hear, I, I referenced a guy in the room by name. Um, that's a just a MC trick, you know, to go get some information about somebody in the room from other people who know them. And most of the Wisecrackers events are fundraisers, and so there are a lot of people in the room who all know one another, and it just makes sense that you would make fun of somebody because it brings the crowd in with you. One thing about doing this for the very first time, uh, and I'll be totally honest with you, I had written some of this material like the night before, but I had written this joke based on the website LinkedIn that was going to run all throughout my set, but I forgot to do the bit at the very beginning that would have allowed that callback to happen. I was trying to write a callback, a, a joke that refers to a joke earlier in your set. And my set is very short. It's only maybe five or seven minutes. But I wanted to have a little bit of a callback that, that occurred three times in the set. So a, a setup at the beginning, a callback, and then another callback at the end. But I forgot to do the setup, and so I couldn't say any of the other things because I never set the joke up, and it wouldn't have made any sense. I will tell you in future episodes I have done the joke, and I'll tell you how that went. In the middle there, I threw in a joke uh, from last year about the median age being 13 and having a van and all that kind of stuff, and I, I threw that in there because I didn't feel like I was doing very well, and I wanted to have something that I knew always got laughs in the previous season. There's a joke in there that mentions Fetty Wap, who's a rapper that has never gotten a laugh. The Engelbert Humperdinck part always gets a laugh, and depending on the room, sometimes a big laugh. Uh, I've changed the name Fetty Wap because no one recognizes it um, to a more commonly known rapper who had a reality show, and you'll hear that in future episodes also. And I just noticed listening back to this for the first time that um, I mentioned the thing about if I knew a country person, I would put that in there, but they never have funny names. But of course, sometimes they do. I mean, Conway Twitty came to me while I was listening to it. and So maybe there's a way to get a third joke in there after the Engelbert Humperdinck thing. Um, and I, maybe I'll try that in a future, uh, future stand-up show. Uh, the stuff about my partner having very cold hands didn't work at all. And um, I think I've mostly thrown that away. I've never used that generating heat joke again, although that got a little bit of a laugh. And you can tell, like, even in my intro of the next comic that I still do some self-deprecating stuff if I feel like it didn't go well. Uh, you know, I've been told that you're always supposed to tell the crowd that you were funny. I don't always do that. Um, I often tell them the opposite, and that's probably not good. <laughs> but I still do it sometimes because self-deprecating humor is my main fallback methodology. So that was my very first set. Uh, in future episodes, I'm going to play you some more of the improv stuff, and a cu couple times I'll play you other versions of that exact same set, you know, where it went better or worse um, at other places as I got more comfortable with it. 
and I've written some new stuff, and you'll hear that uh, all throughout this season as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of First Laughs. Josh Rutner designed the logo, and I played the theme music. If you liked what you heard, you can support the show by starting your Amazon shopping at firstlaughs.com. If you liked what you heard, you can support the show by starting your Amazon shopping at firstlaughs.com slash Amazon. Everything you buy helps the show at no additional cost to you. Thank you. A new episode comes at you in two weeks. Meanwhile, please support live comedy whenever and wherever you can. And thanks so much for listening to First Laughs. I'm Jason Crane. <laughs>